The MX Vice Show. Episode 111 of the MX Vice Show podcast. 111, an iconic number in motocross. Many greats over the years have used it. And who knows, maybe this will be a great episode. Or maybe not. We'll find out. Let's buckle in for the next two hours or so. And we'll figure that out at the end. I'm Lewis Phillips, your host. And of course, I would like to thank Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Prox Racing Parts, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Need Races and Armour Nutrition for their continued support of the MX5 show. And coming up, we of course have Liat Ask Vice Anything, your questions from this week and two weeks ago, because we've been off for a while again, but we'll get to that, I guess, again. Um, it's like a recurring nightmare at the moment. But before we get into anything, I would like to remind you that part one of the MX5 show is presented by Fly Racing. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with a Formula helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, that's AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the formula helmet has changed the game. Fly racing, innovators, elevators of the specific segment in the industry. Always pushing for great things, and the fly racing formula helmet is a perfect example of that. So head over there. So tell them MX Vice sent you and uh, yeah, figure out what fly racing have got to offer because there is a lot more than you would ever imagine. As I mentioned, I am Lewis Phillips. Your host with me is James Burfield. Hello, everyone. And hello, Lewis. How are you? Good. You? Yeah. On top of the world. Really? Yeah. I've got Bourbon chocolate biscuits and a cup of tea next to me. What more could you ask for in life? Sounds very British of you. Mm -hmm. Very British. How was your weekend at Western? I don't want to hear it too detailed, but so keep it short. Uh, yeah, really good weekend. Um, it was good fun. Um, my highlight of the weekend actually was commentating. So, oh really? You didn't mention that on any social media platforms? Really? Oh yeah. Huh. This must be a surprise to you then. It's so, a shock. Um, I almost fell off my chair. Yeah, yeah. So I commentated for uh, all of Sunday, which was. Are good you fun. sure that you actually commentated? Yeah. Are you sure that they didn't do what they do with little kids and like gave you a microphone, but it was just turned off and then you were like, oh, they were like, oh, you're doing a great job. Oh, oh, well, yes, great words. Are you sure? Uh, no, no, I could quite clearly hear my voice outside. So did you do any Lewis Phillips shout outs? No, no, I didn't. Oh, uh, you didn't come up. You, you, 
Oh, sorry, mate. I didn't realise. Presume no, I didn't think I would. Have, I thought you would have brought me up. I just um, hi everyone. We're here at the Western Beach Race. Um, you know who's not here? Lewis Phillips. Shout out to Lewis at home. Do you ever think of me or bring me up on a podcast show? You do? No. There we go. I, that's that's counterproductive because the only things I have to say about you are negative. Oh. Whereas everything that you you have many positive things to say about me, so you could have gone f- through your roller decks of positivity about me and yep. pulled out whatever you decided. There we go. I feel like the fans at Western would have enjoyed it more if you'd said my name maybe ten to fifteen times, but never mind. Um, I've got a few ideas about getting you involved in Western, like you know where. Um... I've never been to Western. You've never been to the Western Beach Race? Nope. It's been running since 1983. And I have never literally gone. zero interest in going to the Western Beach Race. Wow. I don't really know what the appeal is. A, do I really want to go to a beach in October? Mm, no. B, it's not really a race, is it? Because no one's really racing. They're just surviving. Or am I wrong? Um. Well, I don't think Todd Kellett was was surviving out no, there. No, but what I mean is no one's racing as in, no one's um, side by side, squaring each other off. Oh, oh, he's got him back. Ah! It's just it's just kind of like everyone's just plodding around. Like, plod, 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 plod. I, I just, you know, getting to know you, I just think that anything out of your safe zone um, doesn't make any sense to you. No, I watched the Australian Supercross Championship on Friday. That's far from my safe zone. That's down under. And it was great. Was that... WSX you're referring to? No, no. Friday was the Australian Supercross Championship. Okay, so I just wanted to, I just wanted to double check. No, Friday's Friday was the Australian Supercross Championship, and then Saturday was the World Supercross Championship. Same track, same stadium, different nights. Cool. But good, good attempt to catch me out. I appreciate that. Good to see you on your toes. Some more of that, and you might actually get lucky. Maybe um, one day. Speaking of Supercross. Since we last did a show, uh, there was Cardiff and there was Melbourne. We didn't do a show after Cardiff. I'm not sure whose fault it was. Um, Yours, you're real. No, no, no. See, I was I was willing to share the blame there, James. But now you've done that, I'm going to have to not do that. I was ill, very ill. I thought I was dying. I wrote a will and everything. Um, but I'm here, luckily. So I did survive. Spoiler alert. Um but on the, so I was ill on the Wednesday, so I delayed the podcast to Thursday. And then I, I woke up, James, and I messaged you and said, I'm still very ill. I'm going to go back to sleep until 1 p.m. And then I think if I just wake up at 1 p.m. and do the podcast, I can make it through it. And you turn me down. I tell you why, because years of experience tell me that a ill Lewis Phillips um, is never a good host or a co-host on a podcast show. I think he's a better version of myself. No, no. It's you and then a worse version of you. Slightly aggressive. Very aggressive. I enjoy the aggressive version of me. Yeah. You only don't like it because you you know that you you know you're not going to get away with as much. (laughs) No, it's not that. It's just it always ends up in an argument. So it's just like best not to have it. Oh. Well, that's sad. Um, so there has been Cardiff and there has been Melbourne. Um, I have an issue with you, James. <laughs> Brilliant. Another one. <laughs> um, no, not you, but you are in this group, I feel. Um, 
I don't understand the World Supercross thing. It's so polarizing that you're either in the very, very positive category or you're in the very, very negative category. Like no one, it seems like no one is allowed to be in the middle. The amount of conversations I've had with people where they've gone, "Core Cardiff was amazing," and I've gone, "Yeah, it was alright," and they got and they've literally looked at me like I've just shit on their doorstep and gone out to the negative section. You go, that's unacceptable. Fuck off. Um, and it's like no, just no, just generally, just like it was alright. It was good. It was. It wasn't. Gr- it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was good. Like, okay. There was some room for improvement. And I feel like you are in that positive category. I feel like you love World Supercross and you loved Cardiff. No? Uh, I just, I like like a lot of things. I look at this completely different. Not me, strangely. (laughs) The thing is, is you look at this by Lewis Phillips, which holds everything in such a high regard that anything which is not quite as good as it could be is, uh, should not even bother. And plus, also, you look at it from a media point of view. I kind of look at it as, um, you know, the types of people that went to Cardiff. And I looked at this next generation of, of kids like Connor that went. They've not experienced um, going to America and watching Supercross. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to compare it to. Mm-hmm. The only thing they have to compare it to is possibly the Arena Cross. Now, we covered that on the last podcast. We don't need to go back there. <laughs> so... So what I'm saying is that you know the reason why you've you're, you're getting so many different um, uh, you know feedback from so many different types of people is because that's that's what you're dealing with. There's the lucky few what do get a chance to go to America and, and, and watch Supercross, and it is bloody amazing. But then you've got others which are probably not going to get out of the country and, and watch Supercross because they can't afford it. And Cardiff was literally, you know, the best thing they've ever watched. This is where I think there's some um, confusion, though, because there's, I feel like as Cardiff specifically, because Melbourne, uh, they've had the Aussie Open, Australia have got a good Supercross championship, so that's different. With Car- Melbourne wasn't like um, I don't I don't make I don't put Car- uh, Melbourne down as a massive World Supercross test because, as I say, they have had successful Supercrosses, blah blah blah. Cardiff, on the other hand, was a true test because this product had never been put in front of um, British fans before. But this is where I think there's some confusion. Not confusion. This is where there's differing opinions. Because there's a group of people who look at this as a British motocross industry person, and they go, bloody brilliant for us to have a Supercross in Cardiff. I look at it from a World Supercross perspective, and actually the single Cardiff event means nothing to me. I look at it as a championship and a and an entire series where a majority of people at Cardiff were like that. Cause I, I asked people this, I did my, I did my groundwork as a journalist. I asked fans, was it amazing? And they went, yeah, bloody amazing Two, I went, are you looking forward to seeing what's going to happen in Melbourne? And they went, eh, eh, no. <laughs> so I look at it from a championship perspective, not a, how good for, obviously it was good for the British industry and it's going to be good for the South African industry and the, um, Dubai industry and the Swedish industry and all of those. As single events, it's always going to work, obviously. That's 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 a no-brainer. I could promote a Supercross in Cardiff with Ken Rocks and Eli Tomac and get fans in. It's literally a no-brainer. It's going to work. It's like that, selling ice to Eskimos. I would love to see. It's, le- it's like selling ice to... Ex- no, that's <laughs> bad, isn't it? It's like selling ice to Eskimos that live on Saturn or Jupiter. A hot country. Um, 
Uh, mm, yeah, I've lost my train of thought because that was a bit of a detour. But yeah, so obviously the single events were going to work, but I look at this as an entire championship and I know from listening to Adam Bailey talk in many different places and all over the place, that their main goal is to not be compared to Paris, Geneva, those off-season events, which is kind of what people are doing when complimenting Cardiff so much. And I'm taking their aspirations on board and going, okay, Cardiff was a success, but that means nothing because this whole championship needs to be a success. So let's see what the entire picture looks like rather than this little section. Yeah, I think that's, I think you're right in a way, but you know, at the end of the day, they've only been able to do two events this year. So I think the real, you know, I think we could all have an opinion once they've got an eight round series or a six round series or whatever under their belt. But like anything, when you're trying to do something as big as this, you have to start somewhere. Um, What um, is your thought on the fact that they only did two rounds? Starting somewhere. You said starting somewhere. What is your point on the some? What is your perspective on the somewhere that they ended up starting? My look, my opinion is, and I've, I think I've been quite vocal on this um, over the last sort of five or six shows. We're going through probably going to be one of the testing, um, trying economic times that a lot of our generation has not experienced. So I hate to be doom and gloom, but things are going to be pretty tough. You know, uh, we've got mortgage going up. We've got we've got bills. We've got all this. It's going to hit every country. So what's going on in, in Ukraine and stuff like that, that has a massive effect. I think it was smart um, with the guys uh, at WSX just saying, do you know what? Let's just try this. Let's try something outside of, of Australia to see how it goes. Because at the end of the day, only 15,000 people could have turned up um, at Cardiff. There could have been pretty much you know a quarter of the stadium just with fans and it could have been just a shit show and 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 basically we could be having a completely different conversation i um i've said this to a few people i feel like you could not expect more from the british motocross industry as far as like i'm not sure how many more fans there could have been that could have turned up like i feel like as far as a british motocross industry thing we kind of maxed out with the amount of fans like i don't think you could ask for any more than that yeah, I think I think probably uh, there's probably like five. I would say five to ten thousand people that kind of didn't go or sat at home. We're kind of just like you know, shall we or shan't we? That type of thing. Um, I do I do believe there's a bit more. I don't think there's much more, but that's where you've tried, got to try and get that appeal of the championship that people are going to want to go. Do you know what? Uh, Cardiff, you know, sent me pound flight from from France or from um, you know Amsterdam. Yeah, let's do it. So that's where you try and get the other countries in. But I think that's where you need to like, you do need like to build that championship and to get those fans which are willing to to travel to different places to see the, those riders. But I, I, it comes down again, the, the success of the championship does come down to the riders that are going to be riding in it because that's what's going to make those families and those kids actually want to go and watch. So the fact that Tomac and Roxon um and chad reed you know like i said we, we we said previous to that that was an opportunity to see three amazing you know icons you, you, that doesn't happen very often in the uk or even in europe um my i don't i don't mind where they start i thought it was a good idea to have a pilot season heck 
this very podcast, we had a pilot episode. So T- every, every TV series that gets released in America has a pilot episode. Yes, yes. But, 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 don't, don't get ahead of yourself here because there was a but coming. Um, don't, don't label it a world championship. This is a pilot series. It's, it's, don't label it a world championship and don't hand out medals. Um, well, at the end of the day, just say we're giving this a go. <laughs> like it was, it was them. They went for the for the. You know that. What, what do you want them to do? Like n- literally, just, just say just, we're giving this a go. What the the problem is is when they went under the FIM, they had to do it as a championship. So you can't knock WSX for that. Maybe you should talk talk to the FIM. Well, no, but they could, maybe they should have had a conversation with the FIM and gone, look, why don't we just, you know, soft launch this a little bit? Maybe they did. Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, no, but that's, that is literally my only... I feel I feel like they opened themselves, and I'm sure they... I'm sure that deep down they probably wish that they hadn't done that. I can't imagine that... I can't imagine that they feel stoked that they have crowned world champions like i'm sure they even realizes that it's a little bit corny um i just i i if and to avoid the champion thing if if the championship thing was that much of a thing i would have just run cardiff and and done melbourne as the ozx open and um yeah just run a single event as for pilot like this is a true pilot which doing it once um and then yeah go into next year because i feel like i feel like they learned everything they needed to learn from cardiff i don't think they i don't i doubt there was much more that they learned in melbourne that they didn't already have an idea of from cardiff yeah i think you're right i think uh cardiff must have given them so many so much data um you know from that event with you know you know promoting it what worked what didn't um, you know, literally what, what riders brought the crowds in, you know, they must have got so much information from that. But it's like anything, you have to try these things. Like, it, it's like you don't know until you actually go and do it. So, uh, you know, I, I, I speak to Steve Dixon a lot because I find the guy super interesting. And and when he talks about when he first decided to do a GP and he first got sort of Matley and stuff like that, and you listen to the, to, to the, the mistakes he made, and um, the little things, well, you know, now he's like, you know, what, 15 years of doing GPs. He he can literally run that with his eyes closed because he knows exactly what's going to go wrong, what's going to go right, what you need in place. That comes with, with experience. Yeah, but, 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 I do, I, I don't give... I don't give SX Global a pass on that because, as I said, these people have promoted the Ozx Open. They have promoted Australian Championship. They, this was in. This was by no means. Lewis, you've their just first said, stab at something. You just said a very key point. They've promoted Australia. Yeah, Ozx Open though has got international talent. Like, yeah, but okay, yeah, but, Lewis. With some, yeah, but with some things you give them a pass. But things like uh, things that they fixed for Melbourne, so it's irrelevant even saying it now. But this was my thinking after Cardiff. Um, things like the format, things like uh, dead air, things like that. There was no excuse for because that is the same no matter where you're racing. Uh, I, yeah, all I'm saying is that they they can have their product tried and tested. You know, in Australia, it's completely different when you get to another country. See, this is exactly what I mean. Why is this such a polarizing discussion? Why is everyone so mo- like? Well, I've yet to find someone who genuinely just doesn't care. Everyone's got such an opinion. I haven't you and a- I included. I haven't. My my opinion is is like, can they do better? Yes. I'm pretty sure they've probably had, 
you know, a chat about, you know, what went wrong, what went right, what could we have done better? I'm, I, I expect they are literally analysing every. Yeah, they said single... they made. Um, they said they made eighty changes from Cardiff to Melbourne. Okay, so and and, and I'm sure they'll make a, a further eighty changes. They're they're literally going to work on this product for the next five years to 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 get to the point where it is very very good. Like I I, I just believe that you just have to start somewhere and and rather than being the person to bang on them for every single thing that they haven't done right like right i just sometimes in life it's it's they know what they've done wrong you know they know the mistakes they've made but like sometimes what do you do do you tell somebody all the time that you know this negative this negative this the negative that's what you do with me or do you say basically you know you know well done you know we, we know it's not quite what you wanted but you know everybody's got to start somewhere and that's the thing. We all want, we all want more motocross, more supercross. That's what we want. I just, I just feel like though, I feel like um, criticism. It, uh, this uh, that we've had many conversations on this podcast about the things that in front do right and they do wrong, and it's just a nice old conversation. Um, same with Supercross, same with Outdoors, obviously less so on this podcast because we don't really cover those, but obviously American podcasts do that um, and don't do it about MXGP. Um, uh, and I feel like it's the same with SX Global. Like We can talk about um, improvements, things that were shit, things that were great, things that things that need to be worked on, things that aren't going to work. It's just it comes with the territory of being a professional series. Yeah, the, th- the thing for me was just the confusion. Uh, like... The confusion over results and the screen was too small for us to see. I had no um, idea what was going on. Yeah, so so for for me, and I, I just think they missed a real trick because it the back-to-back racing was great, but what I would have liked would be um that build-up to such and such as leading by the this many points. Da, 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 da. So everybody is like really in tune. And you and so for me, I think that will come. But that that was that was if 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 we're talking sort of you know improvements that would be a great improvement because I think if you had thirty thousand sort of fans on the edge of their seat because they know that such and such is three points behind and if he takes this person then it's going to put him on a a one one going into the last race that that build up would be electric. I I I don't know where I sit. Did you did you read my article on mxwise.com? Uh Yeah, I'm pretty sure I would have. <laughs> Well, it was only yes. It was only yesterday, so <laughs> no, I went off. No, literally yesterday. Um... It's fine. We don't need. To, we don't need to know why. Okay, I yeah. just was wondering. Um, I I don't know where I how I feel about the format because after Cardiff, I hated it, despised it because I wanted longer races and I didn't know what was going on and I just was very confused and felt shortchanged. Um, watching the Melbourne um broadcast on TV which we'll get into because I had to watch an illegal stream because that's a big, big fail. Um, uh, I liked it more on TV because for some reason, the races didn't feel as quick on TV as they did in person. Um, in person, it genuinely felt like you blinked and the race was over. On TV, it felt like there was more time to digest things. And obviously with uh, graphics and things like that, you had a better idea what was going on. So I actually do prefer the format a lot more now that I've watched it on TV. However, I'm still not sure if it works for people in person. My idea would be... And also, I don't understand how the riders and teams will tolerate that format for 10 rounds. I just don't see it. I feel like I feel like that's just not going to happen. So, to, in the interest of keeping everyone happy, I think they should run that format at the first and the last round, 
to put more emphasis on those all-important rounds. And then um, at the other rounds, run two motos. So it's still different to the AMA. Um, run two moto format, uh, two 15-minute motos, two 15-lap motos for the 450s. And then that gives you a little bit more time because like another instance though of like feeling short-changed, um, the 250 super final from Melbourne, Anstey was all over McElrath and it looked as though it was going to be a great race. And then the checkered flag came out. And I was just a bit like, oh, like I really would have liked to have seen that continue for a little bit longer. Okay. This is where you jump in. Yeah. Hello. I, yep. Yeah, okay. I, again, we can all have opinions and stuff like that. And, and that's the format they've, they've, that they've, they've set out it to start off with, whether it goes to two races or whatever. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, all I was going to say is I like the free race format. I just needed to know what the hell was going on. Um, and that was the biggest thing for me. And, you know, speaking to a few people after they were kind of like, you know, the same is like, you know, and I, and I don't even think McElrath actually knew that he won. So, you know, that's, oh, that's they announced in the stadium, Oldenburg had won. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's where it was like, um, you know, a little bit confusing, but I think again, whether it's two races, whether it's three races, I don't care. I just need to know what the hell's going on. So, um, I think that's going to be something which I'm pretty sure they probably have got lots of feedback on. And hopefully they were ironing that out because I, I think that is part of the actual show is that you can build it up with, you know, where the points are, who's got to do yeah. what. Yeah, and, like, um, and build all that up and play it out. There was no I, time to discuss, like, there was no time for us, but uh, equally same as the fans, there was no time to go, fuck it, oh, I wonder, like, because the good thing, like, the good thing about the Supercross format, uh, Supercross um, America, is that after the heat races, you then have a load of time to go. So and so looks good, but so and so looks good, and like you like there's just discussion about what the hell is going to happen. Yeah. Whereas with this format, it kind of felt like okay, we're going racing, and then fifteen go, go, minutes go. later, <laughs> fifteen minutes later is like, well, we're going home, and it was like, what? Like what? Okay. Um. No, I I I agree with apart from what you just said. Um. The the one thing which I, I think just like even if it was a twenty minute break, so you got twenty minutes to digest, and then they're back out because twenty minutes in the grand scheme of things isn't that long really to get the heart rate down and, and all the rest of it. It's still going to be intense racing, um, but what it does is, and even if if they like sort of twenty minutes where they sort of you know were in like a, a pit area, like not even a, go back to the pits, but they were just sort of there where they like worked on the bikes to the side before they lined up again. But that would give. The, the the like I guess it would give the TV presenters chance. It would give the uh, the guys in the stadium, you know, a chance to like literally talk about what just happened and then build it up for the next race. Because that's I think that would make the show straight away an hour longer because you got a twenty minute break in each one, and um and then what you do is you know you get that excitement factor. That's that's all I feel like that 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 tweak would just make things so much better. I um. Uh, they did make improvements for Melbourne, uh, like I say. Uh, what, they put what were the eighty? Did they mention the eighty? I don't what know. I I feel like numbers get thrown around a lot from the World Supercross guys because they say that they had fifty-two teams or something apply to be a part of the series, and for the life of me, I'm not even sure if there are fifty-two teams in motocross globally, MXGP and AMA combined. So. I feel like numbers do get loosely thrown around, but some of them, uh, like a good one that I appreciated as a fan, was um, they put the 250s after the entertainment because, again, in Cardiff, um, the 250s came out 
at 5.30, and then they were done by 7. Uh, whereas this time, obviously, they were much later, which made them more of a bigger part of the program. So I like yeah. that. So that was, a good, good. that was a good change. They needed to make that change, and that was yeah. a good change. I like that one. Um, the entertainment thing is another debate in itself. No, don't, don't go there. Don't go there. I just, yeah, but again, look, I I feel like I am very well versed in World Supercross because they had two races. One of them I was at in person and one of them I watched the entire thing on TV. So I literally have covered both bases. I know exactly what it's like to be a fan in person and a fan at home. But you're, um, you're going to comment on something that you have no interest in. There, no, no, there are, no, no, there no, 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 no. Let, let me finish. Let me okay. finish before okay. you criticize me. I, I know exactly where this is going to go. The problem that I have is, like, so the, the entertainment is an hour. When I was watching it on TV, the event just lost... They don't show the entertainment, so the event just lost all momentum because you could visibly see that they were just desperately trying to kill time to, like, get to the next race, which was an hour away or whatever. So I don't know if that works. I know, in fact, I know that doesn't work from the TV perspective. And it, though, those fans are just as important as the ones in the stadium, of course. Um, so I don't know if it works as an overall... It's got its pluses and minuses, but I just feel like maybe the minuses outweigh the pluses. And I do have an interest in entertainment. I like AJ Tracy. <laughs> Live and direct, AJ Tracy. <laughs> Um, I got to see AJ Tracy. That was on my bucket list. Your first ever concert. Yeah, it was on, it was um, on my bucket list. I mean, I'd like to know what the reasons were for not showing the entertainment because obviously well, they're not just going to put a concert on TV, are they? I don't know. Maybe they can get it. It's not actually putting a concert on TV. You're paying for that entertainment within the stadium, so um, it's it's a case of can we extend this so it can be put on TV as well, so it's entertaining people. No, but like, I I would have walked. I wouldn't have just like at ten a.m. on Saturday morning. I didn't want to sit there and watch a concert for an hour. Yeah, but you're not the sort of person that would go to Glastonbury to watch a festival, are you? I'm into Glastonbury. Yeah. What did you drive through? <laughs> I wondered if you'd pick up on that joke. <laughs> well done. Um, 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 no, I just yeah because like Ralph I mean. and Jeff were were I... interviewing Chad Reed, and oh my god, this interview! Honestly, they were re the conversation had reached a natural end, and they were reaching for things to keep it going. Uh, like I'm I'm it basically got to the point of like, so how are the kids? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they were, and that's why I don't understand. Like, if you got like a talent like AJ Tracy who's, who's putting a performance on, then Listen, this, is that, this is that whole thing though. Is like of getting that crossover, like. I, you know, we're always talking about the sport changing, the sport innovating, trying to get more people involved in motocross and everything else. The the one thing, like if if ever if ever Feld were looking at this, then um and and just saying, okay, maybe you know we're we you know Feld are at the top of their game. They've been doing this for so long, absolutely smashing it, best series in the world. And if they were looking at WSX WSX and they were thinking, how can we go another step? How can we make this sport? Um, uh, more inclusive and bringing people from outside the sport and into this one and, and getting a really good crossover music. You know, 
you know, music <laughs> is a great way of basically bringing other people in because I you, saw someone on Facebook after Cardiff say that some the per- the people who were sat in front of them or behind them in the stadium bought tickets just to see AJ Tracy and then thought, you know what, this Supercross thing's all right. I'm going to stick around. I call bullshit on that. I read know, that and I immediately was like, no. <laughs> do, do you know what though? Like, if it was like, um, like I really like um, uh, Twenty One Pilots, Third Eye Blind, stuff like that. Like, now if if they brought a band in that I necessarily couldn't get to see because you know, you know, and it's a one-off, hundred percent, I'll go and watch a fucking chess match. If um, Third Eye Blind or, or Twenty One Pilots were playing at halftime, I'm all over that. So yeah, I think it can work. I, I generally think that that was a genius move. Like that, you know, as much as like they got a few other little bits and pieces wrong, the music for me was it's just such a great crossover. Like I've always said, like what at GPs or anything else, like at MXGP race, why have we not got like you know you music know in evenings? Why? Maybe I am a hypocrite. No, actually, I'm not a hypocrite. Maybe yeah, you I am are. because because we've talked about this yeah, and we've I... always been for it. Yeah, but I always say, like, I, I'm talking about, like, music over the speakers and stuff like that just to give it a bit of an atmosphere. I'm not talking about let's put all attention on music for 20 hours. Sure, but, like, think about, right, like, for us, it's not a got to be... I'm not saying get AJ Tracy to Riga in Latvia, but what I'm saying is that if you want people in Latvia to go to a motocross race, then actually get, like... Can I, can I interrupt you for a minute? Yeah, sorry. Um, speaking of Latvia, did you know that Mattis Caro is on the Latvian Dancing with the Stars at the moment? I did, yeah. So if you were up to date, then you you wouldn't have had to interrupt me because I sorry, I just, that. that that news shocked me to the core, and I just really wanted to share it with you. Yeah, no, no, I I, I knew that. I, I follow Mattis, so okay. you know we're we're, we're good. No, but do you see what I mean? Like, you know, even MXGP could learn from this. It's just like it. Sometimes it's not just about going to watch a race. You know, if if they're always saying about oh, we need to bring new people in the sport, we need to be able to do this, we need to do that. Here's a pretty good opportunity. Diversify, and it's crazy. Maybe just um, maybe spread it out a bit. So like, uh, song race, song race, like that would be perfect. That I have no issues with that. Um, here's heat one. Here's a song. Here's heat two. Here's a song. Perfect. That'd be actually really, really good. That'd be amazing. Do you know what? Yeah. Do you know what? Not one song, but two. Do two songs. See, so, so you know when we're talking about the 250 race and they're doing back-to-backs, that's where you have the music. You have the music and then you have the commentators talking after that for five minutes, basically to the stadium saying, right, this is where we are. Such and such is da-da-da-da. Everybody be buzzing. They have music. Know what the fuck's going on. Bang, another race. Oh my God, this is just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's where it's a little bit. That's where that's where like actually the pieces of the puzzle were there. It just didn't work in person in Cardiff because it was very much like, okay, now we're going racing. Okay, now we've got music. Okay, now we're going racing. It's like, whoa, whoa, uh, yeah. Oh my god, like it was like. Uh, I overload. think you're right. I, I think I think you're right. The pieces of the puzzle there. It's just putting them together. Like I don't think they're that far. Um, the pieces of the puzzle there as far as the in stadium entertainment. Let's let's not talk overall. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I didn't watch the stream, and I was obviously at Cardiff, and I'm not looked back on it. So I, I've got nothing to add on the TV side. So what you're Maybe telling me odd. now is is um, all new. That's surprising. You normally have so much to add. I know. Um, <laughs> um, no, but it's it's gonna be f- like I don't understand. Going back to what I said at the very beginning, I don't understand why people are so like 
Like, I don't understand why you have to really think about, like, I'm actually at the point now where I'm scared to say what I think of World Supercross in a conversation with, like, people I know, because I'm like, go on, I might never talk to me again. Like, like it's, yeah, but I it's think... fine. It's, it's a good championship. It's giving people an opportunity to make money. Is it going to be as big as Monster Energy Supercross? No, no way. Is it going to be as big as Lucas Oil Pro Motocross? No, no way. Is it going to be as big as VFIM Motocross World Championship? No, no way. But it will sit below those championships and be a nice little championship where riders and teams can make money. And realistically, most of those riders aren't going to make much money elsewhere. So it'll boost their bank accounts nicely. And that's fine like even saying i said that to someone and they pretty much wanted to rip my throat out and i was just like what like what what's wrong with that like it's fine it's good that's good that's fine like but let's not sell it like it's something let's not oversell it like i that's where i that's basically where my biggest gripe with world supercross comes because the way it was marketed and the way it was publicized was basically we have got our shit together we like we are coming in hot and so my expectations were immediately high as I as I travelled to Cardiff. Um, for instance, um, and I put this in my column that you didn't read, which actually I've had a lot of good comments about that column. So maybe everyone, maybe there are a little, there's a little cult following of people out there that feel like me and just want to share their opinions without being shouted at. Um, when they announced that Dream Tracks are doing their tracks this, uh, with designing and all of that sort of stuff, in the PR, they said that there would be unique adjustments to conventional Supercross design and geometry. I read that PR two months ago and was like, oh, that's exciting. Oh, so I was I, I basically ran into Cardiff to see what the hell the track was like because I was expecting like a loop-de-loop -loop or something. But in the end, actually, it was just a normal Supercross track. And I was like, well, that's, I feel like I had my hopes up. And like, if I hadn't read that PR, I probably wouldn't have had my expectations so high. But because I read that PR, I my expectations were through the roof. And I don't really know what I was expecting, but I was expecting the people who are smarter than me to come up with something that no one's ever done before in a Supercross design. What about the metal FMX ramp? I don't like the metal ramp. We're racing. We're racing. We're here to race. Let's go racing. And no, that doesn't count. If, that's, if that is their unique development or whatever it said, um, if that was their unique adjustment to conventional Supercross design, then no, that's not, that does not pass. Just saying. I didn't like the metal ramp. I didn't like the metal ramp. Um, no, but even that, even that, I said that I don't like the metal ramp. And I, I just got flamed for it. And so I, I, just, I, just, I just, my opinion, like... I don't really see the... When you say flamed for this, are you referring to like the one comment you might get on Twitter? <laughs> I take things personally, James. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, there's been... Yeah, I, I, there like is... You act like you're Elon Musk. It's like, gee, come on. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not just speaking for myself here because I've seen other people... Like I've I've watched other people's conversations where like someone would just say constructive criticism and no, it just you, blows you, up. You are a voyeur. You're I'm a, a man voyeur. of the people. What's no, that? No, you, no, you're not a man of the people. You're a voyeur. I don't know what I... Hold on. Just, let me Google. Yeah, yeah. Do, yeah do Google Define, voyeur. Define voyeur for me, Google. Uh, yeah. uh, a voyeur is someone who gets sexual pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny, is it? Um... Um. Yeah. No. But yeah. Super, um. World Supercross is just fine. 
is just fine. Is it going to change the world? No. Is it going to give people an opportunity to make money? Yes. Is it going to give fans more racing to watch? Yes. And you know what? That's great. Because you know what? When I turned on Melbourne on Saturday and Friday morning, for the Australian stuff, um, I was very excited to watch some racing on a weekend when there wasn't actually any other racing going on. I mean, there was Western, but as we covered, I ain't really interested in that. <laughs> um, are you still there, James? Still there. Okay, good. Um, any more thoughts on World Supercross? No, I think I've expressed my thoughts uh, clearly. Um, can it be better? Yep. Uh, could it be worse? Yep. Um, I, I genuinely think the the success for when they hit places like if they hit places like Italy, France, and like you say, Sweden or, or whatever European countries, it's going to be about what riders they got on the line. Because it's going to be those riders which are going to make people put their hand in their pocket to go and watch. I um, The biggest test of this is when they go to Indonesia. In my mind, because I, I, I am uh, somewhat of an expert on Indonesian motocross. Um, the biggest test for this chapter, because you go to Cardiff and you go to Australia, of course everyone loves it. Um, the stadiums are good, the food's good, all of that. The the interesting thing that I'm watch, excited to see is what the reaction is when they go to Indonesia and it's all just a little bit difficult because that's that is like a um I don't know what you call it. That's a curveball. That's a it's just it's interesting because obviously for MXGP we're kind of used to what Indonesia brings now. And I always think that if you dropped people there who haven't actually done a race in Indonesia yet, they would be shocked. Um, so I feel like, yeah, I'm interested to see what the reactions are when these people go to uh, Indonesia. If they ever go there. I actually wrote this in my column as well. Great column. Um, you know, they're heavily reliant on government money. I wonder if their calendar is going to change as much as MXGP's because, um, for instance, Oman, it was on the calendar for three years and now suddenly it's just disappeared. And never, and all because just for whatever reason, the government or whatever it is, it hasn't lined up. And I wonder if there's going to be instances like that with World Supercross, not not through their own doing, just because it comes with the territory, um, clearly of dealing with governments, as proven by MXGP, that um, the calendar will come out with uh, uh, the North Pole as round one, and then the North Pole government won't quite do the deal, and then it will have to get removed. So I'm interested in that side as well. Can we up your reply times? Because it's, it's like I'm talking to someone in Australia over the phone. Like, you know, no, as, as I, a... I, I, the thing is, is like when you say stuff, it's not like you're asking me a question. It's just no, like you're, you're just, making a, you're making not, a statement. Because no, like, yeah, but I'm not okay. We're on episode 111. I shouldn't have to explain it to you. Um, we're not. I'm not interviewing you. We're having a discussion. So like, when I finish my point, you're meant to either agree or disagree, and that's how a discussion works. Well, I disagree with everything you say because half of it doesn't make any sense. Like a discussion, a discussion, like when you go in the shop, um, it's not just question, 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 is it? Well, actually, in case if you go in a shop, it is. But you're not recording a podcast with a person in the shop, are you? Um, yeah. Like if everything's, like for instance, then what you just said there, that wasn't a question. <laughs> okay. Be better. Okay, I will try. Okay, just be better. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think I'm done with World Supercross. I think we're all supercross is done with you. Um, no, no. See, this is where it's wrong. Just because I have. Oh, so I now I make got... a comment. You, you want me to make a comment? I made a comment. I've got a constructive 
criticism. It's all constructive. I said I enjoyed watching Melbourne. I have um, the the commentators, not so much, but I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed the format more on TV. Um, I felt like they listened to, they answered a lot of my criticisms from Cardiff and made that improvement. You're the only person on this planet I know that could go into Tesco and give criticism on a Tesco meal deal. Literally, you'd be there telling them what they could do better. No, not at all. I don't actually talk to many people. I'm shy. Okay. Um, yeah. But, do you want to know what, James? Oh. <laughs> Please tell me this. What? You, you've sucked the life out of me, but do you want to know what? Uh, yeah, carry on. Have a guess. Um. Oh, that took too long, James. Once again, you took too long. <laughs> Rentful won the WSX, the WSX title with Ken Roxon at the weekend. So not only did Rentful now have 239 US titles and 232 world titles, they now have, well, I guess for World Supercross would go under the world titles. So they now have 234, 35 world titles. There's probably more as well that I haven't, that I've missed since I last updated this sheet, like Enduro and all sorts. But the winning brand in manufacturing and design for the last half century, Renfall continues to lead the world at the very top level of the sport, amassing more championship titles than all competing brands combined. Renfall's records are unsurpassable with 239 US titles and 232 world titles for 470 major championship titles combined. Thanks to the hard work and dedication to detail, the Rentful Factory has been helping world-class riders achieve their championship goals since the beginning in 1969. And Rentful, of course, um, based in the UK. So not only did they win World Supercross, they also got a home Grand Prix out of the two, cha- uh, the two rounds. So there you go. It's all Rentful. It's all Rentful. We are just living in Rentful's world. This is Rentful's world. We're just living in it. That's... The other way I meant to phrase it, Redfall. Check out everything they've got going on over there, but it's highly likely that so many of you already use Redfall in one form or another. Um, um, um. So do you want to go to a break now, or do you want to talk about the MXGP calendar now? Uh, we can go to a break, but I was going to say, was there, is there any other, any announcement of, like, um, obviously Honda winning the World Championship? In what way? As in, obviously, you know, Ken's riding, you know, Ken's riding, not riding, and he goes and wins the World Championship on a Honda. What? Even, I, even though I don't he's, know what you're trying to say. Well, wasn't he kind of, his offer rescinded um, from America because um, obviously he'd done WSX? Uh, yes. Um, well, yeah, quite simply, they didn't want him doing WSX. It was in his contract that he wasn't, or it was in the, the, the proposed contract that he wasn't allowed to do WSX. Yeah, but then goes and wins it on a Honda. Yeah. Hmm. Honda Genuine Firepower Honda Racing were very happy. They they were very happy. So, as that, sure. I can imagine they were really ecstatic. And but you would have been you would have thought that like as a manufacturer you'd be happy with having another world title. I again, I think that not many people are. Re- I think everyone's a little bit like gun shy to go to walk out and go, we are the Supercross world champions because we all know that actually the best Supercross rider in the world is the one who won the AMA Supercross championship. So I think that everyone is a little bit reluctant to to sort of run out with a flag 
I mean, some people don't want to for political reasons, uh, like Honda. But in other, in all instances, I think people are a little reluctant to run around going, either I slash we are world champions, because everyone just rolls their eyes and goes, it was only two races. Like, back, back it down. Still a title. Still a title, James. And that is why I have just crowned myself the world champion of podcasting. Well, you can't because there is already a world champion podcast. And same as that, you'll is there? never be journalist of the year. Is there a world champion in podcasting already? I don't know. I could tell you anything. Can you believe me? I don't, I don't No, I don't, literally, I don't trust you as far as I could throw you, let alone believe what you say. Um, no, yeah. Uh, uh, there you go. Um, I've just sanctioned it. The FIM. Well, the FIM don't have to be involved. Um, there you go. I've just this is this is the world championship of podcasting. Uh, the two finalists, Lewis Phillips and James Burfield, and I have decided that the winner is Lewis Phillips. Well done, Lewis. Well, that is disqualified for taking substances. I. That was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um. Right, let's go to an ad, and then we'll come back and talk about the MXGP calendar. Uh, cool. Main, mainly talk about Vietnam. But before we do that, Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with a Formula helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the formula helmet has changed the game. And of course, thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Prox Racing Parts, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. We'll be back in just one minute after these messages. Uh, we will have MXGP calendar talk as well as your questions answered. See you in one minute. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. Prox Racing Parts supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the high-level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of Prox's parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Liat. Protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rayon technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, 
introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to episode 111, 111 of the MX Vice Show podcast. Your number one podcast in motocross in Europe. That's right. I think I can claim that. I think I can claim that in Europe. Um, thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Prox Racing Parts, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition for their continued support of the MX Vice Show podcast. This is part two, and part two is presented by Scott Sports. The all-new motocross and off-road collection from Scott is available now. With a wide range of products to suit all levels of rider, you can rest assured our new collection has everything you need to conquer the track with confidence and style. From our market-leading prospect goggles to our revolutionary D30 body armor and everything in between, this new collection is stooped in Scott's innovation, technology, and design mantra. Scott Sports, scott-sports.com, everything that goes on at Scott Sports, both motocross, mountain bike, and everything in between. Um, Scott Sports got a lot more than you would imagine. So head over there, check them out, and make yourself a bit happier with some top quality products. Um, James, hi. Hi, Lewis. That was very formal, wasn't it? It was very formal. Uh, as I said, James, hi. I like felt like I was putting out my hand to shake your hand. Yeah, you were like a bit like Rishi Sunak then on the uh, TV. I actually, very robotic. Saw a, I actually saw a funny joke about that a minute ago. I've seen many. Many. There was one a minute ago that I really had to stop myself from laughing out loud on the Did podcast. Did the Windows XP um, ended? No. Oh, that was a good. That's a good one. Um, Did it have um, Will from the In Between Us? No, it was nothing to do with his speech. It was a different one. Oh, okay. So um, we finally have the MXGP calendar. Oh, we do. I mean, we actually had it two weeks ago, but you refused to do a podcast that week. So here yeah, we are. It was it was all me. I was willing to soldier on with illness. No 138 one days to go, to go until um, 138 days to go until MXGP 2023 begins. We will start with Argentina and then we hit two TBAs. Um, so what I've heard... So originally, uh, this came out the week after Cardiff. The Saturday of Cardiff, an MXGP calendar leaked within those of us in the industry circle um so like lots of i sent the calendar to riders riders was riders would send it to me team managed like it was literally everyone was just sending it to each other um and to be honest that leaked calendar was very similar to this the only main difference was that the, t the second tba was sardinia um instead of being a tba so Sardinia is obviously in contention for that second spot however i hear that what they're pushing for is for it to go Argentina and then Rio de Janeiro. Oof. Um, I hear that that is, that is why it's TBA, because we will see what whether that works. And from what I hear, I think it will work. So I think it will go Argentina, weekend off, which is weird, but Argentina, weekend off, Rio de Janeiro. Um, that is the place with the statue, I believe. <laughs> 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 oh god am i wrong uh no no, no. um you're, you're not wrong yeah far from right <laughs> <laughs> you are far from right yes um <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh. Um. So yeah, and then and then round three is also a TBA. Um. I hear. I'm not going to give away my source on this, but I heard from someone that round three is going to be Switzerland, and I'm not going to give away my source. <laughs> <laughs> is it Ben Watson? I'm, I'm not going to give away my source on that, but someone told me that round three, they are hoping for it to be Switzerland. So, <laughs> me and Tonus, conversation regularly. <laughs> So, um, so two, the two first possibly in South America is going to be um, an expensive start well, for the teams. Well, I always thought, um, and this isn't so much about the calendar, but back when I started in MXGP and I was very ignorant and like um, just blue, I think it's a saying. Um, I remember talking to like Sean Simpson. I think it was Sean Simpson. Um, and the Will and the uh, Steve Turner team. And I remember saying, oh, I will want to go to Brazil. It'd be cool if Brazil's on the calendar. Like That'd be a cool thing to tick off my list. And everyone told me that Brazil is like sketchy. Yeah, didn't um, that year, who did they have? Was it was, um, oh, who went to, uh, Nathan Parker, Ness Parker. And who was, the, who was Nathan's teammate? Was it James Noble at that time? I don't know. But that I, don't I, know, I don't even know what year you're talking about. You've just said ran like no, no, no. This was uh, literally the obviously before Mexico. Before we went to Mexico, they went to Brazil, and um, yeah, it was very sketchy. Brazil is very sketchy, especially Rio. Brazil hasn't been on the MX on the um, calendar since MX Vice has been doing GPS. I know. Oh, I thought that was what you were just saying. Again, I don't really understand what you're saying, but I thought that was what you were saying. No, no. Because um, didn't they have it like um uh. Like a like theme a park. theme park, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, that's why I wanted to go. It looked fun. I mean, I didn't plan on that to go into the race. I was just going to. So what, like, so what year was that? Oh nine, oh ten. No, that would. I think the last time they went there was twelve. Okay, um, twelve. Because then I don't believe they, they definitely went there in twelve because it was a mudder. Um, oh no, my mistake. The last time they went there was um twenty thirteen, and then twenty fourteen they went to a different track um in Brazil for the last round. No, the second to last round. Um. It was a, yeah, we, started won a doing, there. we started doing GPs in 15. Um, but yeah, everyone says it's sketchy, but I don't know. No, it um, is. <laughs> but yeah, so Rio de Janeiro um, is on the cards for round two. And then, as I say, Switzerland is on the cards for round three. So that would be the first two TBAs. And then interestingly, another thing you don't see on this calendar here is that on the leaked version, it had, um, it didn't just have like, so on, on MXGP.com, the calendar, Actually, you might see it on the calendar that they released in a press release. But round four, um, or is it, no, sorry, round, I think it is round three. Hold on, let me pull up their press release to see what that calendar looks like. Round four at the moment is Trentino. Round three, so that TBA for round three, that will be run on Saturday the 8th of April and Monday the 10th of April. So they will do qualifying on Saturday. And then Sunday, just nothing will happen. And then they will return on Monday to do the races. How, I was going to swear then, how bloody strange. What date is this? Saturday the 8th of April and Monday the 10th of April. And that's what they're going to... That is on the calendar. Saturday the 8th, Monday the 10th. Why have they not updated their homepage then? Because that, that that just shows the date for race day. Ooh. So that just that's why that's why I was looking for the press release because I knew the press release actually had um, more detail. Um, 
So yeah, for some reason, I mean, I guess is I guess that's Easter weekend, but we've raced on Easter before. Uh, Vulcan Squad used to be Sunday and Monday, and then we've also raced on Easter just Saturday and Sunday. Um, I don't know what I don't know where the I don't know why or where the day off for Sunday has come from and why that's needed. Someone, when we all got the leaks calendar, someone was theorizing that maybe it was because we were going abroad and it was Holy Sunday, which I thought was a very good idea, a great suggestion. Um, but uh, round three has WMX and EMX125 listed, which means it's in Europe. Hmm. So strange. Imagine Saturday... Oh, qualifying. Uh, and then just Sunday, nothing. Just sat around in the hotel, wandering about. And then Monday, oh, we're back at the race. Bizarre, huh? Yeah, fancy seeing you here. Never thought, never thought I'd see it in my lifetime. Um, and then, yeah, so uh, Trentino, Portugal, Spain, blah, blah, blah. Normal, 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 normal. Um, some Barba is back, so that's good. Um, I can't wait to go there. I'm really and then Lombok, Lombok is new, but Lombok is meant to be quite good because that's where they have the MotoGP. Yeah, um, I love a bit of Lombok. Lombok is actually where we all had to fly to get to Sambara. We had to connect in Lombok, so um, they seemed they were quite uh, they were quite happy to have us there, just connecting in their airport. So I'd imagine they will go crazy for the race. Um, the Netherlands is back, Arnhem. I've been to Arnhem, but I struggle to remember what track it actually is because I said to someone, is Arnhem this track? And they said, no. So apparently the track I'm thinking of that I went to that was Arnhem is not Arnhem. Um, but good to have Holland back. Again, that leaked calendar that I saw, it was actually Oss um, that was down for the Dutch GP, but Oss have got legal troubles with the local council or whatever. So that's dead. Um, but yeah, Arnhem, good to see that uh, Holland is back and May that continue for years to come. Uh, Turkey, as normal, on their 3rd of September weekend. First weekend in September is kind of where Turkey lives, for whatever reason. And then Vietnam. Nam. Now, I don't know anything about Vietnam, other than... Shocker. They eat... Um... Oh my god, what are you going to say? Fuck's sake... They eat out of a little... Uh, they have like a little sauce thing that goes in a little bowl and they eat out of it. What have you been watching? Like <laughs> Platoon or something? No, I think I know what... I'm, I've got a clear image in my head of what I'm talking about. I don't know if you have. Mm. And I don't... Uh, we None of us want to know your clear images in your head. Would I survive Vietnam? No. That's what I'm crucially wondering. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, no. If you literally, there's not much difference between Vietnam, Thailand, and Indonesia. Okay, you know, so Vietnam would basically be like Indonesia. Yeah, Vietnam's Vietnam's cool, fine. I was actually shocked when I looked on Google Maps and realised how close Vietnam is to Indonesia. It's literally next door. Yeah, like we, I've, like we have all basically been to Vietnam. We've been like a stone's throw away. Um, so which actually. Leads me on to my next point. Have you, have you, the, did you ever sort of at school ever think about becoming a geography teacher? I have got. I got. I didn't even do geography at your. Country? I've got a qualification in geography. How? Because what were they just fucking giving them out for the day? No, I, I, I took. I took geography as a GCSE. I got a C. How do you know nothing about like literally the conversations because... we've had over the years? And you're like, oh, oh, that's a country. No, no, no. I, I know a lot about geography. 
Um, I just didn't know that Vietnam was. I don't know. I don't know much about the Asian sector. So ha- hang on a minute. So before you worked for, so let's get this on record, so I can just play this to a few people who have experienced your geography. You're saying that before you joined MX Vice, you knew a lot about geography. Yeah, I never. I've never known much about the Asian sector. So like Russia down to Indonesia is kind of like a blank spot in my brain because I never really paid attention to what those guys do over there. But the rest of those it, I know. Guys. Yeah, those guys. I don't know. I just let those guys get on with it. To be honest, I didn't really, I didn't really want to intervene. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, I just kind of, I turned a blind eye. To, to be honest with you, yeah, that's it. I, I admit it. I turned a blind eye to what they're doing in Vietnam, Indonesia, and all those places. And maybe I shouldn't have. Maybe I should have been keeping a closer eye on what they're up to. Sneaky bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> oh my god! Are you ready to continue? <laughs> yeah. Um, I no, mean, I, you come out of some absolute beauties on, and if we didn't edit this fully, then you would definitely be um, cancelled. This is cancelled. What? Um, what? You think I'm going to have to edit that out? What? No, no. It'll oh, be fine. Yeah, it'd be fine. I don't think sneaky bastards is offensive. No, no, that's right. Yeah, You've got to keep an eye on them, isn't that? you? Otherwise, they just <laughs> <laughs> they get everywhere. Um, Fucking hell. <laughs> um, Vietnam. So I don't know where Tan Ho is. You? Uh, yeah, it's in the north near um, Hanoi. Uh, developed area. Uh, I I've not. <laughs> I've got to be honest, uh, I've not been to Tan Ho, um, you know. But why are you giving me shit about my geography when you don't know anything? Well, Han- Hanoi is, is developed, yeah. But I, I wouldn't say, like, smaller villages are, are going to be. But oh, I don't know what, we've all got Google. We can all go on Google. Yeah, I'm on Googling Google Maps. it right now. Get on Google Maps. Have Bloody a hell, look. It's, it's lovely. There you go. Then again, I have been caught out by this before because when I went to Pankow Penang, I also Googled that and that looks lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so i i'm not one to trust google to be honest but from google it does look nice um to be honest with you vietnam came out of nowhere there was no I, when i say this i hand on my heart there was not a single rumor about vietnam in the paddock at any point this year at no point did i ever have a conversation with anyone where someone went i've heard vietnam might be on the calendar like um came out of left field about as far left as you could possibly get. But it does make sense. So we're going to go Turkey, then a weekend off, then Vietnam, and then there's a TBA. There's a weekend off before the TBA. But what I suspect is that TBA will be China, but if not China, Malaysia. The only thing they'll have to do is erase a weekend off in between, obviously. But we're in that part of the world anyway, so it works. Well, according to you, we could probably just do like a, a stopover in what, Thailand or something? No, Vietnam is um just above Indonesia, <laughs> which means that Thailand is off to the right. Yeah, with a bloody big ocean in front of you separating it. I didn't know that part. Yeah. Um yeah, but I would so I would so I would in summary, <laughs> I would suspect first TBA, Brazil. If not Brazil, Sardinia. Second, uh, third TBA, Switzerland. But then if Switzerland doesn't happen, I don't know what that would be. Maybe uh, we have Brazil and then Sardinia. 
I would imagine that those three countries will make up the first three rounds one way or another. <laughs> or it'll be Mantova Mantova. Well that, well, that is a point, actually. We've got one Italian GP. Yeah. We're, we are primed for another Italian GP. There's no um, way we can get away with one Italian GP. Question. It's a little off the beaten path. All right, so on my, leaked, on my leaked calendar, yeah. um, it had something that isn't really relevant to this podcast, but I've been wanting to ask it on this podcast ever since I saw the calendar. Right. Because I planned for the podcast, unlike you. Okay. Um, I On my leaked calendar, it says... Hold on, I'm actually going to pull it up so I can really give you factual information. Absolutely. You pull it up so we do get some facts. Now, what you did pull I... Yeah, hold on. I'm just trying to figure out who I, who sent me, what people sent me the calendar so I can find it. Um, right, here we go. Uh, 12th of March, FIM Snowcross World Championship, Turkey. Now, I'm no geography genius. I didn't think Turkey had snow. Uh, I've got to be honest, I, I, I can agree with you. I, I wouldn't when have thought... I saw, So I, I received this calendar, which basically maps out travel for the next year, Vietnam's on there. I didn't give a shit. I was more, uh, I was more focused on the fact that the Snowcross World Championship is in Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> and in March of all times. Like, it's not in December. Like, it's March. Like, we're, we're, a, stone's throw, we're a stone's throw away from the summer at that point. Yeah, well, uh, according to Google, it says snow does occur on the coastal areas of the Sea of Marmara and that the Black Sea. That does not sound like enough to run a snowcross world Almost championship. Almost every winter, but it usually lies no more than a few days. Well, that, yeah, that doesn't sound like an ideal setting for the snowcross world championship. So, um, what what month were they talking about? March. <laughs> it actually clashes with the first GP, so I don't know where you want what one you want to do. <laughs> Uh, I gotta be honest I don't believe I've seen snow in Turkey in March um, I feel like it would be a fun thing to send me to the Snowcross World Championship with no information, no program no idea how it works who the people are just whack a GoPro on my head send me to Turkey to go to the Snowcross World Championship and I'll just figure it out given you're a man of the people I just think it'd be really funny sending you to a football match with just everyday normal people that would be funny i'd imagine that after 20 minutes or so i would gain their respect and then they would be lifting me up on their shoulders and <laughs> singing for he's a jolly good fellow yeah or literally kicking the shit out of you for well, being super you do that critical. emotionally every day oh my god anyway oh i guess we also should talk about the fact that um obviously the championship's going long um uh that's also that's part that's 50 percent because in front have always wanted to extend the championship they never really wanted to end in september but their hand was forced with the nations but now that the american season is running until the 15th of october that basically gave mxgp the ability to do the same thing and not harm the nations so uh the matley gp on the 15th of october will be run on exactly the same day as the finale of the super motocross world championship and then Everyone goes to the Nations. So that's why the Nations is on the uh, 22nd of October. Um, and also, Matterley in October. I live an hour from Matterley, and I actually kept an eye on the weather on the 15th of October, and it was lovely. Yeah, it was good. So it's fine. That yep. won't be a problem. If anything, that'll be better than when it's round one. 
I think uh, Steve Dixon might have put a post up um, knowing that Matley was going to be on that date and actually posted, uh, isn't it really nice to see British Sun this time of year or something like that? It, um, that was the first thing I did. When I got the leaked calendar, the first thing I did is message Steve Dixon and said, you're running Matley on October the 15th. Because like, I was like, if, he's, if he confirms that, then this calendar's correct. And he did. Are you, um, are you surprised that there's still five months off? Would you, do you see, um, you know, because we they, they've not hidden, like you said, the fact that they would like this to go longer. So even five months is is still quite a long time for them not to be running a business. Um, no, because I, like I said, I think I said it on this podcast. I think, I think that the mood in Turkey was not good uh, amongst riders, mechanic, every everyone was just tired. Um, you got to remember that. From 2021 to 2022, there was no off-season. Um, so we basically ran 2021 and 2022 as one continuous championship in a way. So I think that everyone needs this reset. Uh, from in front to you and I, to the, to the riders, to the mechanic, everyone. I think it's for the good of a championship for everyone to have a proper winter because the mood in Turkey was just like, everyone was just done, effectively. Like Everyone was so just like raced out. Um. So yeah. Um. Anyway, should we move on to questions? Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Let's do questions. Liat, ask Vice anything. Time. Liat is thrilled to announce the launch of their new 2023 Moto range, their sleekest, most stylish range to date. The new range includes a variety of unique designs designs in riding gear, helmets, and gloves, enabling you to go beyond in style in 2023. The Liat 2023 gear designs offer something for all riders, whether you are looking for bright, vibrant colours or something more conservative. There is for sure a design that you will like. Liat.com, I say it every year, but Liat really do a good job of like improving year on year. Um, the steps they make from one year to the next are really quite significant. So if nothing else, whether you're in the market for gear or not, it's worth heading to liat.com or at official liat on social media purely to digest what they have going on over there because it's really quite interesting to see the strides for that company that was just neck braces really not that long ago in the grand scheme of things are making. Liat.com, bringing you Liat Ask Vice Anything. So, question time. Simon Bucknell asks, can we have a recap of what we know about which rider is on which team in 2023 MXGP and MX2, please? Bloody hell, we'll be here for days. It's, uh, it's got me nearly time for that uh, little silly season update article you usually do. Yeah, I was going to do it at the weekend, actually. Because um, I think that'd be quite cool. Yeah, but not much has really happened. Like, there's not much changing. Well, why don't you tell us what riders <laughs> haven't got a ride yet? Um, Beaton, Watson, uh, Watson, enough. I, uh, uh, Watson is going in a good direction, I believe. So, there's that. Um, Beaton, uh, Guio, Guio, I think Guio is going to Honda SR for a full season of GPs. Okay. Um, cool, it can't just be beaten. Who am I forget? Uh, Pooches is back at JWR. 
Um, it can't just be beaten. Who am I forgetting? Jacoby's doing Sahol's KTM in Germany. Monticelli's doing ASA scaffolding gas gas in the UK. Um, bloody hell, it might just be beaten. It can't, but there's got to be another rider. Help me out. I'm just trying to think. Um, what rider's been... No, I think it is. That makes what? no sense at all. What about... Um... Usland's JWR. Ruman is JK Yamaha. Lupuno Beta. Yep. Lupuno, you just called him. Lupuno, sorry. That. God, yeah. You actually did that. You didn't even, that wasn't even a joke, was it? You actually like, no, I was, I, was was actually, I was actually thinking of um, somebody else. So I managed to uh, merge the two into one. Evans is KRT, obviously. Ferrato is SM Action KTM. Uh, Van Horbeck's retiring. Van Donick hasn't been announced, but he should be on Jackie Martin's Honda. Uh, 99.9% certain of that I am. Uh, Tixie is obviously doing World Supercross for Livia Lancelot. Usland JWR, as I said. Um, yeah, Patrell. I guess Patrell has nothing, so he's won. But I don't even know if Patrell still races. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's there. You go. It is just. It's just beaten, which is crazy. And actually really sad that he's ended up being the odd one out because he really doesn't deserve to be. Yeah, position. but that happened to Anstey. Yeah. Maybe it's me. <laughs> <laughs> never never seems to happen to the riders that don't like me. They always seem to be just fine. <laughs> literally, Jeremy must be just like literally head in hands right now. Just like... <laughs> Contract year's coming up. <laughs> yeah, what can, what can possibly go wrong? Hello, yeah, Jeremy, we, we, it's Lewis. <laughs> I've spoken to Yamaha on your behalf. <laughs> and funny enough, we have not got a deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, as, as a rider agent, it's not going too well for you, is I'm it? I'm not an agent. Oh, I, come on. I, I'm just talking about um, when I just happen to be... It seems that whenever someone has a slightly friendly relationship with me, um, they seem to get screwed. Shocker. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, well, Col you know the obviously Coldenhoff was. Um, yeah, I think uh, he signed announced. a five-year contract. <laughs> 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 so whilst we're whilst we're away with no podcast, Coldenhoff was named the third third member. Uh, at Cave Michael seventy seven, the current state of British motocross riders competing at world level GPs in twenty twenty three and further. Um, so Muse isn't doing GPs because he's in right. He's doing ten GPs supposedly. No, right. Yeah, supposedly. Wager. 100 quid says he, he does six or less. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to take that. I'm not going to take that bear with you because you could be right. Do you want to know what really annoyed me? Oh, please tell me. And this is going to... This is loaded. Oh, okay. I am... I am reluctant. I almost tweeted this and I, ref and I refrained from tweeting it. Oh, but that's how loaded it is. Oh. When they announced Muse um, as a Honda Crendon fast track rider. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The same time as Gilbert and, and yeah, yeah. the announcement of Charlie Heyman and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to find it. Ah, oh, here we are. In the press release, Dave Thorpe, team manager, not team owner. 
team owner and manager or the Honda owner team who are either way team manager I believe it's um, team so team owner yeah uh, in his quote in the PR he said blah 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 I'm also very pleased to attract top talents like this away from the GPs and that did not sit well with Lewis <laughs> because why is that a badge of honour I'm very pleased. I'm also very pleased to attract top talents like this away from GPs. Mm. Like, maybe he was uh, putting it across as he had offers for um, GPs I, I ima- and took imagine, this offer. I imagine he's. I imagine it's phrased in a way of. Um, uh, I imagine it's phrased in a way of for the benefit of British motocross to have these riders in the British Championship is amazing. Which is fine. But yeah, it just kind of, I read it and I was like, oh, really? That, that does not sit well with Lewis. No, Lewis was very alarmed. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to Twitter, Lewis went, <laughs> picked up his phone, <laughs> new tweet. <laughs> Dearest followers, I bring if, I bring if news of sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I have just been shocked and appalled by the latest announcement. That someone... the, commu- the communication that has just landed in my electronic inbox <laughs> has brought much concern <laughs> and disarray. <laughs> oh. Yeah, just I didn't. Yeah, and, and you know what? That was an hour three weeks ago. So the fact that I've just brought it up really tells you that I'm not bullshitting you, and it actually really did like strike me. <laughs> Well, I, can, I can imagine it did. Have you recovered now? I, I I feel good to having got it off my chest. Well, I think it makes no. There's no secret that you know um, the team's not interested in GPs, so it's it's going to be a tough a tough task for um, for Conrad to do ten GPs. I think. I, I should the goal should the goal not to be to raise up rather than I'm pleased to attract them away from the GPs. I'm. I would have preferred the quote to say, I'm pleased to offer these rising British stars an opportunity to hone their craft in the domestic series and hopefully propel them to success on the world stage in the not-so-distant future. Hmm. Honda, PR available at Lewis Phillips. Hit me up. (laughs) Um, Back to the question. (laughs) Um, You know what? What? We haven't done a podcast for the last two weeks, and I have had no one mad at me. And I'm beginning to think that the two things might be linked. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you know what? Is that just dawned on you? (laughs) Um, Anyway, back to the question. So uh, Muse and Gilbert are doing that. So if they do a couple of GPs, I'll be shocked, but they certainly aren't doing a considerable amount. Um... Rizzy will be in GPs as long as Riley Racing are in GPs because he's riding for them next year. Watson will be in GPs, I do believe now. Um, and that's fine. You won't hear about his deal for a few months. But that is fine. Um, what would be the reason why you wouldn't hear his deal? Ah, there's a lot. Of, January the 1st, is, there's a lot. There's always... Um, there's always... Uh, but he's uh, out of sh- contract. Uh, uh, James, Lewis. I, uh, I, I don't want for me <laughs> an answer because he's out of contract. Um, he no longer rides for Kawasaki. 
What other British riders are there? I think that's it. Um, yeah, we ain't glad Sterry, you I don't. I, I've been meaning to text Sterry every single week for like two months because the last time I spoke to him, he had GP options, and now I feel like those GP options uh, have gone away a little bit. So I want. Yeah. To, I need to find out. I'm actually going to text him right now. Well, I I, I thought he would have got the nod on the JWR. I'm surprised that they went with Pooches for another year. I think JWR are open to adding another. They've got Usain, they've got Pooches, and I think that if they can, they would like to add another rider. Which would make sense for beating. I, I just guess they need to find the money. Uh, whatever you guess. You you think what you think. Um, anyway, next question. Uh, any, uh, there's a lot of Watson questions. I'm going to answer them all right now. News. There should be news in a while. Uh, he looks fine. So don't we don't need to worry so much anymore. Um, Steve's he was, media. He was pretty over it last year, though, wasn't he? Turkey just, just over it. Had enough. Did you listen to the post race podcast from Turkey? Yeah, well, that interview said it all, didn't it? Yeah, sad, very sad. Also, crucially, he laughed in the interviews, which maybe indicates that he should have been doing interviews with me all year, uh, or not. <laughs> um, Steve's media. What aspects of an MXGP event should be brought to, into AMA? Um. Full disclaimer, I've never been to an AMA National, which is weird um, and definitely something I should do at some point. Um, and I pre obviously, I presume this is AMA as in AMA Nationals because both yeah. motocross championships. Um, the one thing I hear from everyone who's done both is that the infrastructure in GPs is very impressive. The pit lane, the podium structure, uh, the start structure, all of that stuff is very impressive and they would love to see that in the outdoors. Um so I guess that would be my immediate pick. Hmm. Uh, I'm on board with you. I've never been to an AMA National. So um, as crazy as that is. So that's on my bucket list. Thanks for that. Thanks for not answering the question at all. No. Um, Calcrossland 26. What rider team moves have surprised you the most this offseason? I don't know if I've been surprised at all, to be honest. I can't think of something that's been shocking. Uh, Adamo and Everts to KTM, yeah, eh, kind of predictable. Yeah, um, I think I think as shocking goes, um, not like not not either of them's not done enough to be on um, Red Bull KTM. It's just I think I was just shocked that I'm guessing that were they the first option? Well, you got to remember when they signed Adamo, he was um flying yeah and he and they they signed adamo because i think there was a very um everyone realized that there isn't that much talent in mx2 and everyone realized that everyone's going to be going after this guy um because he was doing so well at the start of the year um but no i mentioned them as in i'm not surprised at all it makes some it makes reasonable amount of sense um fernandez to hrc uh yeah that makes sense if not mitch then obviously it was going to be fernandez so not shocking there mitch to kawasaki not especially shocking because he didn't get a deal at Honda, so then he went to Kawasaki. Yeah, I can believe that. Um, uh, Yamaha staying the same. I was surprised that Elzinger went to Yamaha Factory MX2 because I got told that wasn't going to happen. So that surprised me when I found out it is happening. But I, again, I wasn't shocked because um, he's the Yamaha EMX250 champion, and I believe it was in his contract anyway, but he had to go to a factory team. Do, so. do you know what I'm surprised with? 
I, I'm quite surprised no one's gone in for Dylan Wright. Yeah, but it's weird because, as we've just said, the only rider who needs a deal is beaten, which kind of means that, like, there's a perfect number of rides and riders in the paddock. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I don't know. I just, I just think that, you know, when you look, look, look down the list at some of the riders, it's like, I don't know. I think Dylan Wright is a, is, is a you know, a good bet for a top 10 and work his way up to top five. I am, um, uh, similarly, uh, Kyle Webster. If I was a team, I would look at Kyle Webster. Yeah. Um, definitely Kyle Webster and Dylan Wright would both be on my radar, 100%. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing, I can't think of a single thing that's really been shocking. I don't think anything's been, um, and what's coming up isn't. As, see, as silly seasons go, this has got to be the worst silly season since ever. Ever. Yeah. No, like there's and the deals that the deals that haven't been announced yet that are coming in the coming months, none of those are shocking. Like there's none there's none of those where I'm like, oh my god, everyone, uh November the sixteenth, just you wait until the news like it's not it's all like yeah. yeah. It has like, been yeah. proper boring. Um yeah. Um Posty twenty five said Max Anstey the next MC. I didn't McGrath? But why? Maybe, Is that may, what it means? Maybe on the microphone. Maybe he's gonna start rapping. Um, confuse me, that did. Um, oh god, I've just clicked the wrong button. Uh, Thomas Rakak one. Who would you rather have on your team for next season, Geyser or the trio of Sewer, Renault, Koldenoff? Well, you could have one, or you could have three riders. Well, yeah, you'd go for three, wouldn't you? Yeah, Geyser gets injured. Although, although there's a chance Geyser could win the championship, there's also a chance Geyser could get injured, and then your team is screwed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I gotta be. You'd, I think you'd have more fun with the the guys at Yamaha than you would with Tim. Although Tim's a nice guy, you know, great with the fans and stuff. I can't imagine, you know. Yeah, I'm just thinking who would I have a beer with? Well, that's not really your job as a team owner. Well, I don't know. Gets everybody together, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'll go with. Yeah, it's always better to have a beer with three people than one. Um, real Maris Ozolos, Ozols. Mm -hmm. What would be the best option to increase rider numbers in MXGP and MX2? We've done this. I don't think we need to go into this. Do you know what? I think uh, we've done this. I have thought long and hard about that. And um, you know, we've we spoke about it before, don't we? Even if you you, I think I, I genuinely think even if you put a free entry, I still don't think they'd fill the gate. No, I think that everything we said was right. I think that I, I think that what I'm most proud of this year is the date debates that we've had about that subject because yeah. I think we've I think we've really nailed it. Mostly me, but you also did a bit. Fuck off. You know that I <laughs> smashed that. Immensely passionate um, about that. You just tag along for the ride. Friendly Giant ninety three. Maybe it's Gertz. No shocking moves this off season, but what is the most shocking in history? Either GP or USA. Um three things that randomly popped to the front of my brain. Uh Carmichael to Suzuki, McGrath to KTM, and weirdly, this entered my mind, Everts going to KTM after he retired. I obviously at that point I was 10 years old, but I, when I made so maybe I was like um shocked because I was so young and didn't really understand. But Everts um winning all those races with Yamaha, ending his career with Yamaha perfect like uh, perfect synergy with Ronaldi when he announced that he was going to manage KTM I was like what 
what what how's that work like where's that come from so yeah um i'm sure there's been others but those three immediately jumped to mind for me what about you james um it's gonna be low, it's gonna be a lot lower key than than that but i've got to be honest the the guys are winning um the european championship and slipping through the net and going to honda um that was that was one of the biggest ones for me just because it was like they had a rising talent for you know who's who could have gone on and done very very well and they you know it, they, it slipped through their fingers hmm. so um Jake. Yeah, that, that would be my my one, which was would stand out. Jake Lane, could GB hold two GPs in a season, adding potentially Hawkstone? Fuck me, Jake. We we barely even got one person that wants to put on a on a GP. No one Hawkstone in their, can't do a GP. It's no one in their right mind wants to run a GP in the UK because you just won't ever make any money. It's Where would everyone simple. stand at Hawkstone? <laughs> Like that middle bit would be rammed, wouldn't it? Surely. You just couldn't even get I don't even like when you think about the uh the parking for like how would you even set up a team pits when you think about a size? Well you'd of... have to cut down some trees. Yeah. But then yeah, like as you say, um that would take up the entire that would effectively if you had EMX, you would effectively take up the entire fan area. So yeah, just a uh, there would be no parking for fans. Like I, I was thinking about um you know, like, like, and, and I wasn't going to suggest this. All I was like, when I went to um, Fox Hills for the um, veterans, I looked there and just looked at the amount of space they used for that event. And there wasn't like, although it was, you know, busy, there were, it wasn't like packed like a GP. It was, you know, there's obviously a lot of, you know, a lot of riders competing on the day, but like the space they needed, like we had to park on the road. So it's like, you know, even Fox Hills or, you know, we talk about, you know, Fox Hills, you know, people talk about Fox Hills, you know, having GPs there and stuff like that. Like, I can't even begin to imagine how they'd run, um, you know, GP at Fox Hills now. Just for the size of the the teams and the spaces and the fans and stuff like that. It's like, where else could you run it? I can't think of one one track in the UK that you could run outside Matley. Um, I will take this out if you want me to. I mean, I'm gonna have to. At this point, I might have to hire Steven Spielberg to edit this podcast. Um, so I will take this out if you want me to. So uh, I'm gonna leave a clear break so that I can easily edit it. Remember when um, they then when there were talks of uh, them running uh, MXGP at Western, and RHL said that they had had talks about that within front. Oh yeah. Should yeah. I take that out or should we leave it in? I leave it in. Okay, yeah, so a few years ago, James told me that RHL, who promote the British Championship and promote Western Beach Race and other things in the UK, told James that they had had talks with in front about holding a British GP at Western Beach. Whether that was a load of bullshit or not, who knows? Obviously, it didn't happen. But, um, and who knows? Maybe James was lying to me. But that was a little rumour. No, I can, I can, I can. I can remember the conversation. Um, I think it's a long, you know, it was quite a few years ago now. So it was twenty twenty March twenty twenty. Yeah, I don't think it'd make any difference. I guess COVID and everything else would have changed, you know, that whole scenario. But I mean, again, I can again, but there again, there, I don't even know how many people were down there. There must have been, I don't know, twenty twenty five thousand people down the Western the weekend. I'm guessing it was packed. 
So uh, could you run a GP there? I, I can confirm that if they run a GP at Western, that will indeed get me to Western. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, wow. Although I'd still be a bit like, eh, because what we're going to do, just st- stick a couple of trash cans into the beach and be like, yeah, we're racing around that. Uh, that's the first corner around the red trash can. And then you race to the green one there. And then the seagulls over there. That's turn three. Um, Have you yeah. ever been to a beach race, by the way? No. And then I think you should refrain from commenting until you go. I'm to taking. One. I'm obviously you, taking the piss. If you having a GP at Western would have got me there. Admitted, it would have got. I would have gone. Um, I wouldn't have turned my back on it. But at the same time, I cannot. I can neither confirm or deny how happy I would have actually been at a GP at Western. I, I actually the thought of you being in Western with your fish and chips and um, watching a GP is something to behold. I um I actually do want to go to Western purely for the um uh the clubbing. <laughs> everyone, everyone You wanna to go to Western? Have you ever been to Western clubbing? No, but everyone goes out on a Saturday no, before the race, don't they? No, no, seriously. No one wants to go to Western clubbing. No, I don't know. I just wanna I just want a friend, really. I just wanna leave the house. <laughs> Yeah. I, ain't, I ain't picky. I'd rather have no friends in good clubbing in Western. I ain't picky. Butlins, Bogner, I'll do it all. <laughs> <laughs> you could take Dougie. Dougie and Actually, no, I'm, I'm, I'm banned from Butlins. That was an instant. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? <laughs> they weren't happy with me. <laughs> Hang on a minute. You went to Butlins. No, I'm joking. I was making a joke. Well, like. Like, as in, like Lewis the crazy one goes to Butlins. No, I was making a joke that I'm banned from Butlins because they weren't gonna, they weren't happy with me just hanging around by myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, hard to believe it, but the question was: Can Hawkstone like, host a GP? <laughs> that escalated. Very, like, just, there's so many things in there that I'm gonna have to dissect. <laughs> hard, to, hard to believe it, but the question was: Could G, could GB hold two GPs a season? <laughs> The answer would be no. <laughs> we, went still, that, we went around. We went. I'm still getting over the fact that you went to Butler's on your own and they didn't like it. No, I was taking the piss. That wasn't a serious thing. But is it? Yeah, that was, obviously that was a joke. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Lewis, where are you off to this weekend? Go to Butler's. Who with? with? With my little notepad and my little camera phone. Hmm. I'm off to see how the other half live. Um, this, this thing called fun, you tell me. What other? So, so we've we've. So, what would uh, Western? If there was a GP at Western, in all seriousness, yeah, it would have been like a four out of ten. I don't think it's a good idea. Le- I remember when you told me this. I remember immediately going, well, "That's just never going to happen." And the more I think about it now. It was never going to happen, was it? Because where, like, where was I think going to go? Like, it was just never going to happen. Like, I don't even. I, I kind of regret even talking about it on this podcast because, yeah, you got told that, but let's be honest, that was never going to happen. No. Like, wh- where would where would the teams have parked? Where would the riders have parked? Where would the campers have parked? Where would the fans have stood? Where would the like? Uh... Yeah, but there again, there is. What would have happened when the tide came in? Is is the? I'm just trying to think. Is the Right at the front on the green, is that enough space to put the whole GP paddock? I don't know. Yeah, and then it's going to rain. Every, the whole GP paddock would destroy the green. Not going to happen. 
Yeah. Or do they park on the green at the moment? They park on the green at the moment. Oh, okay. so that's where all the trade stands and stuff. I like thought that. you. I imagined when you said that, I imagined like a park. Um, I've got a beach about two minutes from my house. I can have it there. Yeah, there we go. I'll be happy. What What do you think Worthing Council would would like a? Well, the problem is that the beach is stones, not <laughs> sand. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just do it for the fun factor. So, um, yeah, so, you know, so different from like um, body Trentino. armor. Body armor is optional. Imagine a roost. Yeah, no different to like Trentino. I um, is that? But didn't hang on. Didn't I hear a rumor once about there being a GP at Fat Cat as well? I'm sure I heard a, a rumor about that, a GP at Fat Cat. That has like that's tr- that has triggered something in my mind but i feel like it might have been something different to a G- that no, that has I that think has it was like a gp that has like knocked like something in my brain is like something in my brain is like uh clicking with that but you I remember, remember that exactly. yeah i remember that as well and i and i i think basically we both said we may opt out of that one yeah i do remember saying that yeah anywhere else in the uk this has been fun um a mauser <laughs> middle mouse of that fucking place needs to be nuked um jesus i don't know that's the problem i can't think of uh, matchums matchums oh but even how would how would matchums now be able to run a gp i can't like, really remember what the pit setup was at matchums i can't really remember where the trucks were or like how that worked actually no i do remember they were like behind the start like you had to start, and then further back were the um, trucks, I think. And then there were some down the left side of the start. Good GP, that. But how many so how many people were at Matchums then for that GP? A good amount of people, I think. I don't remember. I remember being there, but I don't remember, like, I don't remember, like, walking through crowds for some reason. Like, I remember, I can clearly remember where I watched the race from, but I don't remember being, like, swarmed by other people and fighting for my spot for some reason. I mean, that's, could they run the obviously Mallory? Was it Mallory and um... also Matchams, two thousand and five? What a year! I'm just trying to think when I broke my leg at Matchams. What year that was? No one cares. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, let's. We've done that to death now. I can't even think of anything. I got a headache just thinking about another GP in Britain. Ah, uh, Isla White. Do you know what? I, do you know what? You know what? We have really fucked up because we had some good GPs with Matchams and the Isle of Wight. Isle of Wight would, uh, I, yeah. Did you ever Wight go would, there? No, I didn't. But I, that is the one which I really regret not going to. Yeah, I went. I didn't go the first year. I went the second year. Yeah. Everybody said it. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I like that. And um, I t- one one I'd like to go to. I'd like to do a GP in Japan as well. Well that's, well, that's not even on the calendar, James, so I'm sorry to tell you. Well, if they could make that happen, that'd be great. And is it Sun City, South Africa? Is it Sun City? Uh, yeah, but that's long gone. Because the last time we were in South Africa, the track was Nelspelt, something like that. Oh. I think it was different. Or was that even the same track with a different name? It was Where have I got Nelspelt from? I don't even know if that's a fucking... It might just be like the name of my dentist or something. I don't know where I've got that from. <laughs> I actually do not know where, that, where that's come from. Yeah, that's where we're in. Um, anyway, Jesus Christ, should we try and get this thing back on track? Yeah, yeah, we have, yeah, we're just in a different sport now. Not on a- Oh no, Nelsprout. Nelsprout. 2008 Grand Prix of South Africa, Nelsprout. 
Okay, um, th- thanks for that. Right. Uh, Next question. Fred J underscore Vaslu's. Who do you think will make the most progress in their respective class next season? Um, I'm calling it right now. Everts. No. Wager. Paul's Jonas will be top four in the final championship standings. Really? Yeah, I'm calling it now, and I'm willing. I'm open to bets. Yeah, but is this the same Lewis Phillips what said? Ow! Oh. What? Oh. <laughs> Oh no! Oh man, that hurts. Oh, have you just hit your funny right. elbow? No, I've just like caught my elbow. Well, not my elbow. Like, I just—I've I, basically killed myself. But um, you just basically killed yourself. It's basically that level of pain. Okay. Um, <laughs> so much editing to do to this podcast. Why <laughs> <laughs> can we just leave it all in? Just leave it all in and just say um, this is the this is the train wreck every week. Um. Yeah, Jonas, top four in the championship, I think. Because when you think about it, he wasn't that far anyway. And you know what? I think he will beat Renault next year, and I think he will beat Coldenoff. And I On think that, the, and then I think you'll have because I, I say fourth because I think Sewer, I think Sewer, Fevre, Geyser, and Hurlings will be ahead of him. But I think one, obviously, one of those riders will get injured. So fourth. Quick question: Is Jonas your best friend in the world right now? I no, I am just a Jonas believer. No, answer the question: Is Jonas your best friend in the world right now? Well, I just see talent. I'm like no. I'm like I'm like Alden Baker and no. Roger Costa combined. We need some background to this. Are you and Jonas best friends? I I, I can believe in a rider who no. I, no, no. I don't know what you want from me here. I want the truth. Are you and Jonas best friends? Well, we're best friends in the whole wide world, but that's beside the point. Thank you. I've taken a piss, obviously. Um, no, I just like like the logic that I just used. Does it not make sense to you? Like the uh, although the initial prediction may have not made sense, when I use the logic of, I think he'll be ahead of Renault and Coldenoff. That's not crazy, is it? That's not insane. Okay, stamp this one. You just completely ignored my question. My answer. My question. I got a better one. I got a better one. I swear to God, if you say Mitch Evans is going to win the world championship, <laughs> <you're gonna> <laughs> no. Um, I actually, I've got one because just because I got a bit of background information and stuff. So, um, uh, Kaida Wolf. What's your background information? But just, he's working with Ruben. Just initiative. Right. <laughs> Brilliant. So I, I chat to Kai quite a lot in... Um, yeah. I, I, gen, I gen, It wouldn't surprise me if he was world champion 2023. That's not a prediction. Everyone's going to say that. Why would they? they everyone go with everyone in the... Adamo, whatever. Everyone, everyone in the world expects Kaiser Wolf... Yeah, everyone in the world expects Kaido Wolf to battle for the championship next year. Everyone. Really? Everyone? Yeah. Kaido Wolf is like a next generation talent. Everyone expects him to be amazing all the time. No, I'm no not, one. I'm not hearing that hype. You, are, you, you also didn't listen to, you don't listen or read anything to do with motocross. Not, uh, I do, but the stuff was not written by you. Um, no. It's quite, there is Kaido Wolf hype. That is nothing new. You saying that is not a bold prediction. Me saying Jonas was a bold prediction. 
Why why would that be a bold prediction? Because you told me I was crazy, so that means well, clearly means it's bold. Every year you've been no. telling us Yes. No. Yes. I I, I think podcast thirty nine. Oh, just been to Belgium, seen Jonas. Absolutely. Yeah, I actually flying. I actually remember that day. That day is engraved in my mind because what a like what a day. Yeah. The things Absolutely I saw. Flying. Um he is gonna be Because you know what you know why champion. that you know why that day I, I I never said that. And B, you know why that day sticks out in my mind? Uh you met a girl? No, because Jonas and Watson were both flying. And I was and I was just like, wow, I'm happy. Good to see Team Lewis is operating well. There we go. So, um, yeah. No, I, well, you say Jonas, I'll say Kyder Wolf. Um, okay, that's completely... Okay. okay. Or Mitch well, Evans. The person actually wanted a person for each class. So MX2, I will go with... See, again, I don't really know who... Lagenfelder. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Uh, so I'm going to go Kyder Wolf and Mitch Evans. Lagenfelder and Jonas. You know what? No, I will go most Dyke because while I say that everyone expects a world from DeWolf, I don't think anyone expects anything from most Dyke. So most Dyke will be very under the radar and do well because of it. Most Dyke can beat DeWolf over the season. Most Dyke can beat anybody over the season. Exactly, but I don't think anyone expects that. Well, I think right. they do because we do expect it. Um, Braden underscore 212 should triumph try to get standing construct to run their factory 450 effort in 2025 um yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> but um well, the deal's already done what triumph oh well obviously yeah it'll be the it will be um uh mx cls Esther. yeah whatever it is cls fuck me. yeah well, it's, that's, it's basically that old team no it's not at all is it not no Honestly, you need to be you need to not talk to people because this is why people tell me you when people ran Hang on. Up, Hang on, it's Thierry. Yeah. Thierry was never anything to do with CLS. Wow. How many people of the nations did you tell about CLS? Oh yeah, good to see the CLS guys here. I didn't. Okay. But um this, this explain this this is just always a reminder to me when when people randomly come up to me in a paddock and go, That James doesn't know much, does he? And I'm always like, I wonder why they said that. This is why. Okay, thanks for that, Lewis. <laughs> just just moment of clarification for me. Yeah. Okay. Um Thierry was Kawasaki MXGP. CLS was Kawasaki MX2. CLS has been gone since. CL, um, fuck, what was the CLS guy's name? JJ Lassetti. Yeah. And he yeah, was back because boss. he managed Boss. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's he's gone. He okay. was because he was an agent as well, wasn't he, for a little while? Yeah. Apologies. Yes, it was um, the MXGP team. Um, yeah, JJ Lassetti was an agent for a little while, but I can't remember who for. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then finally, what a and my, this has just been I feel like we've been doing these questions for five hours um, Marpav73 like any rumours about Guio he needs a ride uh, he will be announced November the 1st and from what I gather he will be on Honda SR alongside Rubini which makes me a little nervous because when I think of Guio on a Honda I immediately think of um, when he was on Asamota and it was horrible yeah, it was it was bad has he not? Was he not on a Honda? Oh, he rode. He rode. Um, he rode for a Honda. Um, what's the team called? Um, 
Bloody hell, what's the team called? Oh my god. The one that Van Horbick rode for. That was Honda SR. What? Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. My mind's just been blown. In 2020, was Guio not on Honda SR? I, I can't remember. Hold on. I Because I, I swear he's ridden a Honda since Asamota. Hold on. He has, and he had a terrible year. Yeah, 2020, uh, he was on a Honda. I don't think that was SR. Was the team that Van Horbeek was on not SR? Yeah. What what team was that? Yeah, yeah because sure it was Van Horbeek yeah, was, was going to be doing the beat traces with him. Then they extended it to the MXG program. MXGP program. Yeah, but I swear, I swear, Guio was his teammate. Yeah, Guio to Honda SR, 20, uh, November 2019. So he's going back. Huh. All right, Mass, uh, uh, what? Honestly, that, uh, I'm just confused at this point. So he's, yeah, he's going back. Huh. So even that, that's not even news. He's just going back to his old team. There Baffling. we go. Baffling. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> that is the yeah. Ask If I Say Anything. <laughs> 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 what an easy ride that was. That is Leah. Ask Vice anything. What a what a journey we went on with that. Liat is thrilled to announce the launch of their new 2023 Moto range, their sleekest, most stylish range to date. The new range includes a variety of unique designs in riding gear, helmets, and gloves, enabling you to go beyond in style in 2023. The Liat 2023 gear design designs offer something for all riders whether you are looking for bright vibrant colors or something more conservative there is for sure a design that you will like you know much like that ask vice anything segment um liat just have a little bit of everything and that would be why i recommend that you head to liat.com because as i say much like that ask vice anything segment there's just a little bit of everything so that everyone's happy at liat.com thank you to liat for their continued support of the MX Vice show. Three years strong, I believe. Three years strong. Uh, I think we've been doing this since 2019, and they came on in 2020. So, three years strong. Right, James. Right, Lewis. Um, what else have we got to talk about? Um, nothing. I think we've, we've talked WSX. We've talked MXGP. Um, that's it, really. There's nothing really going on in the world of motocross. Western Beach Race was the weekend. We've got Paris. Yeah, I, def- I defame up. that. Um, so Paris, Paris is coming up. Coming up. Eichmer, the, you know, obviously one of the biggest shows in Europe for um, for motorcycles is, is coming up November the 7th, which um, will be quite good. Uh, Paris, Paris, the Lawrence brothers aren't going now, so that's a shame. I did hear, yeah. That's a big problem. So um, just Tomac Webb. Um, yeah, but still, nice. It'll be nice to have some racing, and hopefully, it's streamed somewhere because uh, I don't know. It's just the norm now, isn't it? You, if you can't watch it, it's kind of like a bit strange. Anyway, we have had we have had some issues in this podcast, so hopefully, you haven't noticed. But there have been technical <laughs> problems. A few um, technical problems. <laughs> exhausted at this point, and we've t- we've said a lot. It's been emotional. We've said a lot, and the software is glitching so much that to protect the podcast and make sure that we can indeed get it out and finished. I think we're going to call it a day there. But some messages from sponsors before we do. 
part two of the MXY show was, of course, presented by Scott Sports. The all-new motocross and off-road collection from Scott is available now with a wide range of products to suit all levels of rider. You can rest assured that Scott's new collection has everything you need to conquer the track with confidence and style. From our market-leading prospect goggles to the revolutionary D30 body armor and everything in between. The new collection is stooped in Scott's innovation, technology, and design mantra. And of course, no part three today, but we would be remiss. It would be remiss of us to not thank Prox Racing Parts, who supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything the Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Cannot speak positively enough about Prox. Really just a top-tier brand that could honestly change your life, both on the bike, financially, and um, knowledge-wise. Honestly, I cannot speak highly enough of pro-x.com pro-x.com and of course thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports Rentful, Prox Racing Parts MXGP TV, Even Strokes Asterix Knee Braces and Armour Nutrition James Burfield, final thoughts final thoughts, looking forward now to uh, a little bit of a break and then um, for me, I get to hit Eichmann, which is just, if you ever get a chance to go, is a, uh, just if you're interested in motocross and motorcycles, get over to Italy at some point. Because um, if you've ever been to the dirt bike show and just think, surely there's got to be something better than this. Oh, trust me, there is literally um, six halls of the whole dirt bike show. Um, and it's a real eye opener. It's not as big as it was before COVID, but it's. I think Lewis is uh, will agree with me. It's um, it's really really cool. Something very 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 good to see. And if you do get a chance, get over to Paris Supercross as well. So it's, it's always a great event. Uh, like Lewis said, it's a shame the Lawrence brothers aren't there, but yeah, that's going to be another good event as well. <laughs> what about you, Lewis? Anything you want to say? Um, thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, I hope it's been okay and enjoyable and bearable with our technical issues and whatnot. Um, thank you for listening to this podcast. I do appreciate the fact that everyone listens. And I appreciate everyone's support of MX Vice as well, because there is a lot of support. And I met a lot of great people in Cardiff, and that really made me feel warm inside. And I've been riding that wave ever since. <laughs> it's really got me through life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What? Nothing. I, I, you, I, I, you, I just, you had lost me at the warm inside. Oh, it made me feel warm inside. I bet it did. It was like a warm hug on a cold warm day. Blanket of love. Um, no, honestly, though, no, that was it. Was very cool to meet everyone in Cardiff. Um, yes, yes. Right, are we done? We're done. Thank you for listening to episode one hundred and eleven of the MX Vice Show, episode one one one. We will be back soon with episode 112 probably next week i would imagine um there is news dropping this week i don't know what day now um but there is news dropping this week so that's something at least and you know what maybe we'll just come back and talk about geography and 2005 and food and western and beaches and all of that stuff because 
hey, it's the off season. It's a tough old time out there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting MX Vice. We will see you next week. See ya. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better, and you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. If you want to hit the tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible, visit planetmoto.co for more information. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. You are listening to the MX Vice Show.